Hello and welcome to episode 566 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terence M. Stanton. We are recording on Monday, June 19th, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Monday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain holy perseverance. O Queen of Heaven, I, who was once a miserable slave of Lucifer, now dedicate myself to thee to be thy servant forever. I offer myself to honor thee and serve thee during my whole life. Do thou accept me and refuse me not as I should deserve. O my mother, in thee have I placed all my hopes. From thee do I expect every grace. I bless and thank God, who in his mercy has given me this confidence in thee, which I consider a pledge of my salvation. Alas, miserable wretch that I am, I have hitherto fallen because I have not had recourse to thee. I now hope that through the merits of Jesus Christ in thy prayers I have obtained pardon. But I may again lose divine grace. The danger is not past. My enemies do not sleep. How many new temptations have I still to conquer? Ah, my most sweet lady, protect me, and permit me not again to become their slave. Help me at all times. I know that thou wilt help me, and that with thy help I shall conquer, if I recommend myself to thee. But this is what I fear. I fear that in time of danger I may neglect to call upon thee, and thus be lost. I ask thee then for this grace. Obtain that in the assaults of hell I may always have recourse to thee, saying, Mary, help me. My mother, permit me not to lose my God. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. And from today, June 19th, the Sacred Heart Book by Father F.X. Lassance. When Blessed Margaret Mary was in retreat, preparatory to her religious profession, our Lord said to her after Holy Communion, Behold the wound in my side wherein thou mayest dwell now and at all times, thou wilt be able to preserve in that abode the robes of innocence in which I have clothed thy soul, so that hereafter thou mayest live the life of the man God, living as thou, living as though thou wert not living, so that I may live entirely in thee, acting as though thou didst not act, but I alone acting in thee, since I desire to be all things to thee, To love and suffer blindly must be thy motto, one heart, one love, one God. After hearing these words, Blessed Margaret Mary wrote with her blood the following protestation of love. I, a miserable and wretched creature, promise my God to submit and sacrifice myself and all that he commands, immolating my heart for the accomplishment of his good pleasure, without any other reservation than his greater glory and his pure love, to which I consecrate and abandon my entire being in every moment of my life. I belong forever to my beloved. I am his slave, his servant, and his creature, since he belongs wholly to me, and I am his unworthy spouse, Sister Margaret Mary, dead to the world. All from God and nothing for myself. All to God and nothing to myself. All for God and nothing for myself. Holy Face of Jesus of the Veil of Veronica Prayers. Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and holy days, and communism. Pater noster, quias in celis, sanctificator nomen tuam, adveniat regnum tuam, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, 
et ne nos inducas in tentationem sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio, et nunc et semper, et in secula seculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious, and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells. By all God's creatures, and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men. Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name, and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. God of goodness and Father of mercies, we beseech thee, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary and by the intercession of the patriarchs and holy apostles to look with compassion upon the remnant of Israel so that they may come to a knowledge of our only Savior, Jesus Christ, and share in the precious graces of redemption. Amen. Today, friends, I want to take a look at an article from the eminent Catholic philosopher, Dr. Peter Kreeft. It is entitled simply, Time. And it was published years ago at Peter Kreeft, that's P-E-T-E-R-K-R-E-E-F-T dot com. Recently, I was late getting a manuscript to an editor. My excuse? By far the most popular one in America. I had no time. Let's examine that excuse. Why do we all seem to have no time for anything, much less for prayer? I am constantly feeling guilty about this, and I suspect most of you are too. I think the single biggest obstacle to our relationship with God, after sin, of course, is no time. If I gave my children as much time as I give God, I could be prosecuted for child neglect and abuse. If I spent as little time with my wife as I spend with God, she'd have grounds for divorce, for desertion. Yet, we all know from experience that when we give God time, we are happy. When we cheat God, we cheat ourselves. We know this from thousands of repeated experiments, and yet we keep running away from God, from communion with God, from prayer, as, it, as if it were bitter medicine. We are so afraid of silence and solitude, which are necessary for private prayer, that we give it to our most desperate criminals as the most horrible torture our mind can conceive, solitary confinement. Why don't we seem to have as much time as our ancestors? In fact, we all have exactly the same amount, 24 hours each day. Technology should have given us scads of extra time. Our lives should be oozing with leisure. All those time-saving devices, yet they've done exactly the opposite. The more time-saving devices we have, the less time we have. The only way to get time is to turn the clock back, not forward. What went wrong? Our great-grandmothers took many hours to scrub their clothes on a handheld washboard we just push a button on a washing machine. Our forefathers had to grow, hunt, and slaughter their own food. We buy it at the supermarket, open the microwave door, and push a button. 
yet we are far more harried and hassled by time than they were. Why? In most ancient societies, the rich had slaves to do their manual work so that they could enjoy leisure. Today, machines have replaced slaves, yet we have less leisure, not more. Why? This is not the place for a general diagnosis of our society's sickness, though for a quick profound hint, read Pascal's Penzies, especially on diversion, but it is the place for a diagnosis of our excuse for not praying. And I think the diagnosis has many other applications too. All that we are begins with our thoughts. It moves as our thoughts move and it ends where our thoughts end. So says Buddha wisely. We must begin here with our thoughts about time. We don't have time for prayer because we think wrongly about time and prayer. We have time and prayer backwards. We think time determines prayer, but prayer determines time. We think our lack of time is the cause of our lack of prayer, but our lack of prayer is the cause of our lack of time. When a little boy offered Christ five loaves and two fishes, he multiplied them miraculously. He does the same with our time, but only if we offer it to him in prayer. This is literally miraculous, yet I know what happens from repeated experience. Every day that I say I am too busy to pray, I seem to have no time, accomplish little, and feel frazzled and enslaved by time. Every day that I say I'm too busy not to pray, every time I offer some time loaves and life fishes to Christ, he miraculously multiplies them, and I share his conquest of time. I have no idea how he does it. I know that he does it time after time. And yet I resist sacrificing my loaves and fishes to him. I am an idiot. That's one of the things original sin means, spiritual insanity, preferring misery to joy, little bits of hell to little bits of heaven. We must restore our spiritual sanity. One giant step in that direction is to think truly about time. Time is like the setting of a play. The setting of is really part of the play, contained by the play, determined by the play. But we often think the opposite. We think the play is contained by the setting. We think that the theme, the meaning, the spirit of the play is in its material setting instead of the other way around. That's like thinking the soul is in the body. In fact, the body is in the soul. So says St. Thomas Aquinas. And since time measures the movements of material bodies while prayer measures the movements of the soul, time is really in prayer rather than prayer in time. Prayer determines and changes and miraculously multiplies time, the loaves and fishes. But prayer multiplies time only if and when we sacrifice our time. Offer it up, there's the rub. We fear sacrifice, it's a kind of death. All the real religions of the world are based on sacrifice, on willing death. Only the fake religion of pop psychology, which has infiltrated even the modern church, ignores this fact. Even pagans and polytheists know it. The most popular god in India is Shiva, the destroyer, and the most popular goddess is Kali, his female equivalent. Even Hindus know the importance of spiritual surgery, death, sacrifice, after Calvary, how can Christians know this any less? Our Lord repeatedly taught us that unless we took up our cross and followed him, followed him, we could not be his disciples. This probably means some terrible and difficult things, but 
One of the simple and easy things it means is to sacrifice our time to God. For time is life. Life, time. The point is very simple. In order to create time to pray, we must destroy time to do something else. We must kill something, refuse something, say no to something. To what? Let me make a simple, obvious, radical suggestion. The TV. Kill the TV. Go cold turkey for a month. I dare you. If you can't do that, then your TV is your drug and you're an addict. A man is a slave to whatever he cannot part with that is less than himself, said George MacDonald. Every single person and family I know who has done this voluntarily has been very happy about it. TV is largely a sewer pipe anyway. Why fill your brain and your soul with the waste products from the most bigotedly anti-religious elite in our society? Even if there were nothing to sacrifice TV for, it would be good to sacrifice it to save your moral sanity and intelligence. All the more reason to sacrifice it for prayer. Find out how many hours a week you watch TV and use just half of that time for prayer. You get a threefold benefit, garbage cleanup, prayer time, and extra time left over. The alternative is the mental slavery we see around us, the juggernaut the worrying and rushing and never getting there because there is not in time at all, but in eternity. The modern world is unhappy because it does not touch eternity. All true happiness is a foretaste of eternity. Eternity is not in the future, but in the present. The future is unreal, not yet real. One of the devil's most ridiculous and successful lies is the idea that we should devote our lives to pursuing and acquiring goods we do not yet have rather than enjoying the ones we do have. This makes us slaves to time, to the unreal future, forever, for tomorrow is always a day away. The first rule for prayer, the most important first step, is not about how to do it, but to just do it. Not to perfect and complete it, but to begin it. Once the car is moving, it's easy to steer it in the right direction, but it's much harder to start it up when it's stalled. And prayer is stalled in our world. So stop reading and start praying right now. Speaking of which, my friends, let's pray for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you, through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. And I would like to mention, once again, Helping Autism Through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org, and also episode 277 and 548, of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast featuring interviews by myself and a gentleman from Word on Fire with my sister Toby and my niece Brielle pertaining to RPM, which is an acronym for Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers. You can imagine how frustrated you would be if you were unable to communicate. Well, that is the world, tragically enough, for many non-speaking friends and family members that we might have, but we have a great blessing with RPM, the system of communication that has broken through, let non-speakers out of this prison of silence, as it were, 
just like the deaf were able to finally communicate through sign language, so non-speakers have been able to communicate via RPM. We didn't even know my niece's favorite color prior to her learning RPM and my sister, brother-in-law, and niece along with her. Now we know that she's a comprehensive genius, a brilliant composer, skilled at mathematics. She even knows other languages. It's been a godsend, but you can't use something if you don't know it exists. So we need to get the word out there. This has helped thousands of families and we pray that it will help thousands more. So once again, the website is halo-soma.org. And please, if you haven't already done so, tune into episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast and share them far and wide because communication is a human right. The Memoria to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto you, my spiritual father, and beg your protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in your goodness hear and answer me. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the Immaculate Purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena. Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum lieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum lieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tuum mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et honor mortis nostrae. Amen. And a gloria patri for a special intention. Gloria patri et filio et spiritui sancto, sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, I adore thee profoundly, and I offer thee the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world, in reparation for all the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference with which he himself is offended. And through the infinite merits of his most sacred heart and of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of thee the conversion of poor sinners. Virgo potens, ora pronobis, sancti Joseph, terra daimonem, ora pronobis. Sancto, Sancto Raphael Archangeli, ora pronobis, in nomina patris, et fili, et spiritus sancti, amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for tuning in to episode 566 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. Please give us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening to this if you believe we are worthy of it but most importantly, offer our prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. Goodbye, and God love you.